Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Strictly for My Niggas, N-E-G-U-S, which means gods and goddesses. And that's because when I see you guys, I see the God in you. And so today we have my best, best friend. This is the 12-12 episode. We've been best friends since we was 12 years old. We are 24. Well, she's 25 now, but still, you know, and... I mean, like, she's my real best friend. We've been at each other's graduation. She didn't came to my homecoming. Like, she's always there for me. She's one of the best people that I know. We're going to be friends forever. So, August, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. And no, her birthday is not in August. <laughs> hey, um, I'm August. Like she said, we've been best friends for forever. Um, I'm really excited to do it. I have a business. It's called Ultimate Consultant. I do financial and business consulting. So, yes, pitch yourself, my love. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, how do you feel about people not being able to ask for help? People not being able to ask for help? Yes, really needing help and not allowing themselves to ask for help because of pride. It is a lot of people that are like that. Um, I think they wind up getting help in other ways that they don't realize. You know, they find that person that just helps them without them having to ask. But it is definitely a lot of people that are afraid to ask for help. Right. Literally, it'll be like the same people who everybody comes to them to vent. And everybody comes to them when they need things. But when it's time for them to vent or they feel like, you know, they're going through a lot, they won't call anybody because they feel like it's selfish to take up their time or it's selfish to put their burdens on other people. But they're the burden bearer of the family. And what I think, I think that I would tell those type of people that, you know, every relationship outside outside of your parents should be mutually beneficial in some way. Even matter of fact, even with your parents, it should be mutually beneficial in some way. You cannot be you cannot be the person that everybody comes to, but then when you need somebody, you don't have a listening ear. So I would say the best thing that you can do is maybe like just tell them small things. If you're not sure if you can really, really trust them. Like when I'm just getting to know somebody, like I'm going to tell them something small, something that really don't bother me, but it bothered me kind of a little bit enough to talk about it. But like, just to see how you do, how, what you do with it. You know, like, do you take the conversation and stare it back to you? Or like, you know, do you have, are you just negative or are you going to brush me off? Like, I just want to see what you're going to do with it. You know, and if you prove to be a real friend, I might keep talking to you. I think people are honestly addicted to those bad friend relationships. Like, they're fun. I they think are fun. Have, <laughs> I think people <laughs> have a lot of fun in those relationships, and they know they're one-sided, and they know that they're not going to get everything they need from that person, but they continue to be friends with that person for the other benefit of that, that fun factor. So, I mean, a lot of times when you become that person and you feel like you don't have anybody in your corner, you kind of got to self-analyze too. Like, well, what am I doing Whereas though, you know, I got all these people around me and I don't feel like I can go to any of them for any type of help. Right. 
Right. And you know what? Life is deeper than just having fun because you know what? I had a lot of toxic friends that were fun, but it wasn't so fun when, you know, they stabbed me in my back. Or it's not so fun when, you know, they don't want to do nothing but negative things and I want to do something positive and they're the main one holding me down or, you know, hating on me on the low. Like, you want to be around people that you want to be like. You want to be around people that resonate with your soul, that make you feel good about yourself. Because the company that you keep, people associate you with them innately. And then also, they have a lot of power over you. They have the power to make you feel good or or tear you down a lot of times. So are you being selfish to yourself or just allowing those group of people to be an influence in your life then? I think you're being selfish to the world because you're robbing <laughs> you're robbing them of your best self because you're hanging around with Tom, Dick, and Harry when you could be hanging out with Barack and Michelle. Okay. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw something else out there. What people say about me matters. Absolutely not. Why? Absolutely not. Um, I think, you know what, I'll take that back. I won't say, I'll say it in two ways. So it's not that what people says about you matter, but if you are self-reflecting and, you know, you're known to have a bad attitude or a negative view of life, like things like that, that spreads. So something of that nature, you know, like if you're trying to, you know, get to the bottom of like a, a defect you feel like you have, maybe you want to consider those people in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to decision-making, life choices, uh, you know, relationship, things like that, like, no, it it doesn't because at the end of the day, they're not living that life with you. So you got to really think about what is beneficial for you and the people around you and not, you know, solely the people around you, but just, you know, if you have a family in that aspect, because that's selfish to, especially when you have a family, just to make decisions for yourself, not considering the other people involved. Depending right. on the decision, though. Right. I agree with you 100%, especially like when you have a family or um, it's constructive feedback. You know, then it's, it's, it's cool to take what everybody else says into account. But remember, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is how you feel about it. Absolutely. How you feel about it, because at the end of the day, nobody else's opinion is going to pay your bills. You know, when cars get behind me on the highway and they just honking, honking, Girl, honking. I think it's the same. <laughs> Look, that is not going to help you pay if you okay. crash this car. Okay. I be feeling myself like scooting up a little bit. I'm like, all right, let me keep going. Let me go a little bit faster. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> if I slip on this ice, they going to ride right past my ass. Let me right. go down. Right. If my car hydroplane into this next lane, I'm on my own. You're going to cut on your blinker and go around me. Therefore, you can wait. And it's the same thing about other people. Like, at the end of the day, it's like we don't become a slave to other people's opinion. Liberate yourself. Kill your masters. Be your own master. What you want to do? Think for yourself. What would you do if you didn't have to worry about nobody else's opinion? Nobody else has to live your life but you. So do not be 
imprisoned by your fears. I like that. Okay. All right. So I got another one. I'm about to intensify this a little bit. Is holding everything in okay? Oh, no. That's not even okay for, like, just your mental processes. Like, you gotta, you can literally go crazy holding everything in. And I think a lot of people can agree that they've been at that point where they try to solve something by themselves and they're just literally going crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta be able, you don't have to tell everybody everything, but you definitely do have to get some type of something out, especially even if it's like, you know, to a therapist or something like that. Like, if you don't feel like you have that friendship or that family support like definitely seek therapy or something but you definitely need to talk to somebody about what's going on right and you know what and as a lot of my listeners know I work at a psychiatric hospital so I see patients like right before or if they express suicide or they try to commit suicide or they express being homicidal Right. And so that's the number one reason why I see people come into the hospital, because they're not utilizing their support system. They think that they can handle everything on their own. What I call that is burying or carrying a burden that's just too big for one person to carry. You know, you have to release it and you have to release it in a healthy way, you know, because if you don't, that negative energy that your negative thoughts is producing is going to stay inside of you. And it's going to come out as suicidal thoughts. It can come out as homicidal thoughts. It can come out as self-harm. It can come out as irritability. You You don't even believe how many people that I have that cut themselves just because they have so much going on inside of them. And I know like you can even see it like, for example, like when you just got a lot going on inside of you and then somebody say something to you and then you just snap and you really didn't mean to snap. It was just the fact that you just, you got a lot going on that you haven't dealt with, you know? So it's best to talk to somebody, whether you get a therapist or you find a trusted venting buddy, or if you can't even do that, write writing is such a great release and you know what sometimes especially if it's a specific person that pissed me off i'm gonna send them a text august no i love (laughs) to send me a good detailed text like you know and i don't even always have to send it sometimes i feel better just writing it out but just find something positive and something that's healthy that you can do to kind of release that negative energy that's going on inside of you you hold it in you're going to explode and please know it's okay to cry because I'm tired of hearing people say, you know, I'm so sorry for crying or I don't cry or I can't or, you know, this is so weak of me. I thought I was stronger than that. Like, it's okay. It's actually good. It releases chemicals out of your body. Like, mm-hmm. crying is natural. So, for girls and boys, men and women, child and man. okay so what would you say to people that think that they will always be depressed or they'll always have anxiety um that's just I mean it's not true just I know some people really do go through a higher level of depression than you know anybody can really think of And I know some people may have to be medicated for it or 
have to, you know, continuously seek therapy or, you know, seek other options to deal with um, depression. But it is a light. It is a lot of things you can do. Um, It's never going to just be some, like, light switch where you can just, you know, just it's off. Like, it's going to be something that you're going to have to work on and just be mindful of and be forgiven of, you know, for a long time like you know it's something that is not just gonna like I said just be something that goes away so definitely like you are not gonna be always depressed but you do know that like anything in life you know you gotta work on it continuously so Mm -hmm. that's just something you know even if it's just working on different coping mechanisms or just what makes you happy or recognizing when you get into that depressive state, you know, you just always getting better with time and with, you know, energy focused toward one subject. So definitely don't believe that you'll always be depressed. Right. And you know what, that's one of the best things about being even diagnosed with depression as is once, you're diagnosed with depression, that's not one of those diagnoses that has to has to stick with you eternally, you know, for the rest of your life. Like you can come out of depression. A lot of times depression is situational, you know, so as soon as you leave that relationship, as soon as you start getting that capital or that money that that's you wanted absolute. to get, yeah, yeah, things are a lot better. Like how many, I can't even tell you how many kids or teenagers that I had that like really tried to commit suicide because they didn't want to go to the next grade or, you know, they didn't want to go to college or they didn't want to move with their daddy, you know, X, Y, Z. But was that really worth it? Because then I'll see them a couple of months later and they really, really liked it. It was all cool, you know, so believing in everything that he passes. Yeah. This too shall pass. Time. The time here. Yes. And I know it's really, really hard to see at the moment, but you got to hold on and you got to have faith. Even if you don't have faith in anything else, have faith in yourself. You know, and it's all about your perspective. So when you can't change the situation, remember, you got to change your perspective. So you can't, if you sit there and you say to yourself, I'm going to always be depressed, that's you is always going to be depressed. You are a God. What you say is going to happen. So if you say to yourself and you start believing it, like, no, you know what? I'm down right now, but things ain't always going to be like this. You don't even know what that'll do for your spirit. So you got to keep saying that to yourself. You got to believe it until it be true. And I really like what you say about like knowing yourself, because it's important to identify those early warning signs, you know, because sometimes we can catch it before it gets as bad as it is, you know, like, because I know it's like when I'm about to get really, really upset, it's like my chest, like it'll clam, you know, or some people they'll shake or, you know, some people they start turning red or some people they just start getting that urge to cut or, or some people they start to get self-harming thoughts before it even gets that bad, you know? And so once you start to notice those early warning signs, you got to already have stuff lined up. Like, you know, maybe I should have a friend that I could always call or I could talk to, or, you know, maybe I need to see a therapist or maybe I might need to go see a psychiatrist or, you know, August, what are some things that you do to kind of relieve stress? Um, I love yoga. Or make yourself feel better. Yoga is really good. Meditation. Yeah. I love tea. I know that sounds weird, but I do. I love tea. Mm-hmm. 
Um, sleep. I ain't gonna lie. Like, if I and I've been like this since school time. Like, if I got too many things that I need to do at one time, I'm gonna just take a nap. <laughs> like, she is I'm like that. And when I wake up, I'm gonna figure it out. I don't because you always do. You you definitely do. Like, it's just things are only as serious as you make them. You mm. know, we all have choices. So, I definitely like to. I think those those are a couple key for me. What about you? Um. Oh, and I do like to read. Oh yeah, yeah. reading. I can't stress yeah. that enough. Like inserting some positivity into your brain, because you know, like you gotta have a brain diet, just like how we have to feed ourselves every single day so that we can have energy to do the things that we want to do. If you want to start having more positive thoughts, you gotta make sure that you're feeding your brain more positive things. So that's the only thing that really fights those negative thoughts. So like it could be um, reading some positive books, you know, shoot. I like my favorite book. I like You Are a Badass, Jen Scenario. You know, I might read some Sarah Jakes Roberts, you know, just a book that I know it just has a lot of positivity in it that will make me feel better, you know, or I'll just find me a speech on YouTube. I'm going to find me an Eric Thomas speech. You know, I'm I'm not a Christian in no way, shape, or form, but I might find me, you know, just a gospel or something, po- just for the grab the extract the motivation from the sermon. You know, just something that I know that'll make remind me who the hell I am because these negative thoughts got me thinking that I, I'm not that chick, and I know I am. You know, like just something like maybe um, positive podcast. Come to me, honey. I trust me. One of these podcasts will make you feel better. So, you know, just (laughs) (laughs) shameless plug, but, you know, but just find something that'll lift your spirit. So that's something that I do. Um, I really like to just sit, like I will come home and I will cut off everything and I'll just sit and I'll just like really write out, you know, like how I'm feeling. And then like, I'll kind of just talk to myself because at this point, like, I know I've vented to enough people, whereas though I can already gauge what they're going to say to me. Mm-hmm. you know and so I just say that to myself because it's like I cannot depend on nobody else to pick me up when I'm down I have to depend on myself like how many times have you been down and out and you crying on your ass and then you call everybody on your phone listen conveniently you know can't nobody answer don't give people that much power whereas though if they don't answer you mad at them because they you feel like they're not there for you you know people got their own lives the thing is you got to be there for yourself you got to be able to pull yourself out of that rut and then other people just add to it. So that's something that makes me feel better. Like I'm just, I just, I talk to myself through it. Like I don't care how it looks. I'm going to talk myself through this because I'm my own best friend. If I get to the point of writing stuff down, I'm pissed. Yes. (laughs) I'm pissed. (laughs) That's where I'm at with it. I'm pissed. Hey, well, why not consult the realest one in the room, though? Me. And you. I always call my best friend. Because I really have genuinely, like, really good friends. Praise God for y'all. You know, and also, that's another thing that I could do. I would call them, but I don't call them until I'm already at a point where it's just like they're just adding to. I don't put that much responsibility on anybody. Whereas though mm-hmm. what they say to me is going to cause me to, to to jump off the roof or I'm not, you know? It's more of a, like, a just a relieving feeling, like, just being able to get it all out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good coping skill. You know what? I'm going to make you feel better. You can get on Instagram. Um, what, exercise. Exercise. Yes. Exercising is actually one of the best coping skills because when you exercise, your body releases endorphins. One of those endorphins, serotonin, literally the same thing that people put into, well, they put in depression pills your body can make naturally when you exercise. And when you look good, you feel good. I might, you know, get in the mirror, brush my hair, <laughs> <laughs> make some chicken, make my favorite food, you know. Just be nice to yourself because remember, you got to be your own best friend first. Okay, so that was really good. All right, so let's do another one. My decision to make good decisions only affects me. Your decision to make good decisions. Well, let me let me hear your intake on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me just see where where you coming from, cause you got me a little. Like okay, me stalker. deciding to make good decisions only affects myself. Like, so, and I'm reading these these questions. Oh well, no. See, and that's the thing we talked about that though, like. When it came to having a family and things of that nature, like, you know, you got to consider all parties involved. Okay. Now, if you, I hate to say it, and it sounds bad, but it's like, if you're a single man or a single woman, like, you kind of can really make the best decisions for just yourself. And if they're good decisions, that's not being selfish. That's, like, actually, like, a really... That's what you're supposed to do, you know. But yeah. when you down and you know you have that family, you know you kind of gotta think about the other parties involved. Even if it's just you and your wife, it's not kids yet, yeah. you know. Or it's just, or you know, you have one child or two. Like you gotta consider, okay, yeah, it's good for me to have this new job, but then I gotta move, and the kids and the, you know, the wife can't move or they got to move like you know is that a good move for them it's good for me i know that but you know okay let's do this one that's lying to myself isn't hurting anyone else lying to yourself yeah lying to myself isn't hurting anyone else ah that depends on the lie (laughs) (laughs) that depends on the lie i'm like If you lying about, you know, something like you cheated or something like that, like, you know, and you trying to tell yourself, like, I ain't cheat and you know you cheated, like, then, yeah, you hurting somebody right. else. But, I mean, if you got your hair done and it ain't all that, but you lying to yourself, like, man, it's all that, you, ain't, you know, you ain't hurting nobody doing that, so... Mm. It just depends well, yeah. on what the lie is. <laughs> what you hurt somebody with the head, the bad head? Yeah, but if somebody say something to you about it, I love you can't get mad. I think it's better to be yeah, honest you with yourself about everything. Like, if you know your hair look a mess, girl, just own it. 
Just own it. Like, you know what? I this 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 week my hair might be a mess, but when I get my hair done again, my lace front gonna shit on all you hoes. You know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. You definitely right. Like you should definitely be honest with yourself, but if that's what you gotta say to keep it yeah. going, then... yeah, if that's yeah, you know I get what you're saying. Like what yeah, do. if that's what you gotta tell like, your spirit, you know, just to just to make be happy, you know, because yeah, because I had somebody braid my hair and it look a mess, and I'd be like, you know what? I look in the mirror, I'd be like, it ain't you. You cute though, but you, you know, know what? <laughs> Lying to yourself like that, you you genuinely don't believe it though. So it's like a, it'd be like this whole little mini argument, like because you gotta keep reassuring yourself. Cause you know it's really a lie. Cause by nature you don't, you only accept truth. That's true. I do be like, nah, that's a mess. Right. And so I think it's good, but then at the same time, it's like sometimes I do have to lie to myself so I don't, I don't spaz out in the moment. You know, like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works. Like no, she say that that's to that's you. That's <laughs> I, it, it always ain't that bad. Like that's that's the number one. Like, it's not that bad. It's, no, it's, damn well it can't wait to get off the plantation. It wasn't that serious. When it was though, like especially I hate racial incidents at work. Like I know you did this to me because I'm young and I'm black. You know, like 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 it was this one time I was training um, another social worker and she was white. And for that, for some reason for that day, I had all white patients and I had to see two of their families in person. Why did both of the families go up to the white girl like she was the social worker? Both of them. Like I wasn't standing right there. Like, like, like it wasn't even a choice. Like, 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 like I wasn't competent enough or I don't look astute enough. Like, like I look like I don't got a master's degree. Like, Man, that type of stuff pissed me off so bad. But then, you know what? I At the same time, it don't because I understand, you know, that got a lot to do with them and not nothing to do with me. But it's just, you know, irritating. <laughs> but then I have to, like, lie to myself so I don't treat you like a racist. So I can just treat you like a mm. human. Because, you know, they'll be quick to, hey, you know, uh, Nyla X. Yeah, you... <laughs> When I was there, she was so discriminatory against me. The X, Y, Z, knowing it just did me like that. So that's in those type of situations. Like if you got a lot of yourself, so that you could keep professionalism for the moment, do it, do it. But outside of that, isn't I don't think that it's cool. Like to a lot of yourself, especially like for example, like what I'm thinking of is addiction. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, and you could be addicted to anything. You could be addicted to food. You can be addicted to caffeine. You, of course, you know, drugs. But let's say, like, it's a situation like you stop, you know, somebody that start popping perks or you just started popping perks and you've been popping perks every single day. And then somebody say something to you about it. And because you're only popping one perk a day, you don't feel like you... It's, it's something that you should really be tripping about. Like you should be addicted. You don't feel like you addicted, but because you feel like you can't make it throughout the day without popping one perk. What does that mean? And you lying to yourself. It hurts you, but then it it hurts everybody around you too, because it hurts us to see you even go through that. Let alone having to be there for you if we family. Uh mm-hmm. huh. 
Yeah, but you, that that definitely is getting on a little deeper. Yeah, scale. it's a deep question. I like this question. Yeah, definitely. I like this question because it's lying to yourself. It is such a broad thing. Yeah, that's why I said when I started off, I said it just depends yeah. on the lie, like because inevitable, like you know, you're gonna if. If you're feeling down, like you say about depression and stuff like that, and it's a certain thing that's making you go down, naturally your mind, you know, of course you're going to keep, you might keep thinking of the truth, but your mind's going to try to keep telling you that lie so that you can keep, you know, going on about what you're doing and just be happy and okay with what's going on in life. And, and you know, not to say it's right or wrong, but it happens. Right. It happens, especially like if it's a situation like you just grab, like like you notice like you're not getting high off of weed no more, and now you want like heroin or you know anything. Like it's better you can't <laughs> you can't fix a mistake that you can't admit that you're making. That's all. You just went straight to it. You just <laughs> because that's just where my mind went with this question, even though it's such a broad question. You know, like, mm-hmm. even if you're in a relationship and he beating you, or you're in a domestic violence relationship and you're telling yourself, he'll change. He'll stop. He didn't mean it. Lying is against your nature. You know what's up. I mean, but then, I don't know, because when you say it like that, there's some people that are really kind of confused. Yeah, so. battered women's syndrome. I get that, too. But I think that's when you keep but going you with your second thought. That's when you keep going with your second thought. Your first thought, your God thought, you know better. You just talked yourself out of it. Yeah, we do that a lot, Yeah, too. we all do that a lot. That's something that we got to all get better at. Go with your God thought. That's why they say pick your first answer on the test. That, or go with your first guess. I'm learning to go with my first instinct because usually my first instinct is correct. And I don't know why, but I feel like we second guess ourselves so much. And I'm just trying to like get into that habit of just knowing when that, the first thing I pick, mm-hmm. that's it. No other. That's it. I like that. I like that's something that I got to get better at, too, because it's my mind, man. Your mind is, I feel like, your God essence is your subconscious mind, the things that you just do without even thinking about it. But your mind is your, 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 it's really your negative thoughts, where all your negative thoughts come from. And together, it's like good and evil. (laughs) And so, like, always go with your first thought. What makes you feel good to your spirit? Okay, let's do one more question. How do you feel about people that think that they're not in control of their behavior? Um, that's a lie. We all are in control of what we do. Every action comes with a reaction or a consequence that comes along with it. Um, I will say, however, I do believe that people are misled on their actions. Like, people grew up seeing a lot of negative or wrong behavior, and they believe that their actions are correct. Um, 
So I feel like a lot of times that comes into play and people that were raised another way, they're looking at this person like, you know, why is they doing this? Why are they wilding? What's going on? But really to them, you know, that's that's normal behavior. That's what they grew up around. That's what everybody in their neighborhood did or everybody in their household, people they went to school with. So um, in that instance, you know, like I'm not saying that Eventually, you don't learn right, but right has to be in front of you, and you know you gotta kind of see it for you to understand it. And it, it's it's hard. Like it's not an easy thing to just change who you are or change how you grew up. You know, seeing life or viewing different things. Like you know, that's not an easy transition. That's something that you know has to be worked on and relearn. It's like you're relearning new skills and new abilities. Now you gotta be in that mindset and that focus to want to do it um, but it can be done so I definitely don't think that people are not in control of their actions they definitely are in control of their actions but them knowing what the right or wrong actions I do think some some people try to you know get over is what I hear a lot and I do agree by that a lot of people know right from wrong and they do try to get over so I won't, you know, say people don't try to get over on that aspect, but I definitely do believe that, you know, it is a psychological component to it. So, yeah, it's definitely a psychological component. And I would say, I think that the first step to change is you got to want to change. You know, like, it's what you tell yourself that is. What you say will be. So if you be on some stuff like, Nah, like, that's just how I am. I can't change. You're not going to change because you don't want to change. It's not because you can't do it. You just don't want to. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Don't undersell yourself like that. And I I say that all the time because, you know, like, working at the bank, working with people, working with money and things like that, like, you know, I'll make a suggestion to a couple or a person or a business owner and, you know, at that moment, they're not ready, really ready to receive what I'm saying. They're like, oh, okay. But, you know, I still make my recommendation. I still let them know their options. I still give them, you know, that information. And then they'll come back to me a week later, three months later, a year later, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, remember you told me about such and such, you know, I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to do this. And so it's just sometimes people are not ready to receive that message or even really in that mind space to change that behavior I mean a lot of our leaders you know especially um back in the day like you notice they lived completely different lives at one point like they were involved in completely different activities and then something you know led them on that path right to see success exactly so you know I mean just because you're headed on the wrong path or you're making the wrong decisions now don't mean, you know, you won't or you're not listening and won't change that later. So, but I do believe that, you know, everybody, they know what they're doing, like you said, yeah. you know, and they are in control of their actions. Yeah, you're so in control of your actions at all times. I agree. I agree. I was trying to find his DM, but I can't find it. But I had just like met this guy who got a room. More, but he was just saying how he not a room. He probably unsent it. But he was just saying that um how he just not every girl that he dated, 
just said that he's just not romantic. He's too analytical. And it's because that he just can't be that way. And I fucked him up because I was like, it's not the fact that, you know, you can't be that way. You are a god. You can do anything that you want to do. You just don't want to be that way. Absolutely. Just say that. And he okay. and, and then he left honest. me on red. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I said just be honest. Definitely, like that. Something as simple as that. Like, no, that's just something you don't want to do. You don't want to feel uncomfortable to make somebody else feel you know loved right yeah exactly comfortable like you don't you don't want to do that so it's not that you can't do it it's just you don't want to and that's a lot of people like that people don't like to feel uncomfortable a lot of people don't make decisions based off of fear they don't you know they're too scared to make that business choice or scared to send that dm or you know inquire Mm -hmm. about that other option that they have you know a lot of people they don't make a lot of decisions or make a lot of moves in life based off fear. So, right. you know, as long as fear is in a way, you ain't, you're never going to achieve what you're supposed to, to do in life. You know, my mom told me, she said, God don't bless fear. God don't bless mess. And so when you operating off of a fear frequency, like what you're doing is deeply rooted in fear. It's not, it probably not going to work. Unless it's like David and Goliath and you're doing it like for the righteousness or something like that. But, you know, you got God don't live in fear. God lives in a happy state, in peace and calmness. And so when you do stuff that is just at peace with your soul, like it just make you feel good. And you're just doing it because you know what's right. That's when you make it. That's when it works. Did that make yeah. sense? No, for real, definitely. Yeah. Because God don't live on that frequency. God lives on your highest frequency. He can't even yeah. bless you when you're down there. He, he don't even know where I you mean, at. When you're fearful, you're doubting yourself. So everything you're doing, you're not going to put your full energy or your full capacity into it because you have so much doubt. You're leading with doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking about what people going to say before you even make that move. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised. A lot of people need what you're thinking about doing they need that right a lot of kids need who you are now so that they can become better people definitely i'm pretty sure you needed somebody when you were younger that's why i really stress mentorship mentorship can save a lot of our souls Uh but yeah i guess I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But you know what? It's always great talking to you. Like, for real. August has so many big things on the works. And I'm so happy for her. She's about to graduate from Morgan State University. One of the best HBCUs after Clark Atlanta University. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Psychology major. Yes, um, <laughs> definitely invite me on again. It was so much fun. Always. It was interesting. Very. I love you to life. Love you too. All right. Talk to you guys later.